Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Hello and greetings. Welcome to our Saturday night broadcast, Build with Hari Rao. Gives me great joy to see all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Excited to bring you God's word this evening. We thank God. We thank God. Welcome to the Spirit Life. Welcome to our series, the Spirit Life. Ah, uh, we thank God. We thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for the good things that you are bringing our way. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just take thirty seconds and begin to pray in the Spirit for this evening? Come on. Wherever you are, just open your mouths and begin to pray. Begin to thank the Lord for what He's about to do this evening. Come on, lift your hands wherever you are. Lift your holy hands wherever you are, and begin to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Kele Montro Shatakase. Holy Spirit, I love you so much. Dear Jesus, I love you so much. Kele Montre Koshante. Makle Montro Hoshama Katele Maharikato Sata. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for the fire that's in our midst this evening. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into this new month of December. Thank you for ushering us into December, Lord. You have been faithful. You have been good. You have been our shield. You have been our reward. You have been our immunity. You have been our protection, O oh God. And for that, we are thankful. We are grateful. People of God, we have much to be thankful to the Lord about. We have much to be grateful to the Lord about. This year has been unprecedented and extraordinary. Many did not live to see this day. Many did not live to see today. But the Lord has been good to you. The Lord has been faithful to you. He has preserved you and kept you to see this day. Would you take a moment and thank Jesus for that, for keeping you alive. If not for anything, for keeping you alive. You should be thankful for keeping you alive, for preserving you, to allowing you to see another day, for allowing you to see this month of December, for allowing you to walk into a new year. You must be grateful. You must be thankful. Because a thousand may have fallen to your left, a ten thousand to your right, but you have remained standing. So we have to thank him. We must give him glory. We must give him thanks. We must, we must, ah, we have to be grateful. Come on, wherever you are, just for, just for 30 seconds, lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, my God. Thank you, my Savior. I welcome you into the month of December. 
I welcome you into the month of December. Yes, yes, yes. I welcome you to the month of December. I know we are a few days into December, but I want to welcome you. Yes, he is good. He is faithful. He is good and he is faithful. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, I'm happy to see you. I truly am. I'm very grateful to the Lord for this company of people the Lord has given to us. You have been faithful in journeying with me. You have been faithful in journeying with the word of the Lord. And I want to take this opportunity to appreciate you. I want to take this opportunity to say that you have been faithful in growing in this stream. You know, you can, you can spend your Saturday anywhere. You can spend your Wednesday nights anywhere. But you have made a choice to be with us. And for that, I thank you. Because you have made a wise decision. I am so grateful to the Lord for the quality of information, the quality of revelation, the quality of the word that God has been sending our way every week. I'm so thankful to the Lord Jesus. He must love us to send what he has been sending to us. And I want to appreciate Jesus for what he is teaching us. So can we go continue into the life of the spirit can we continue the series on the spirit life can we continue learning a little more about this great general of god abraham can we continue digging a little more he has been good to us amen uh you know i want to ask you to consider sharing this broadcast with somebody send it to somebody, put it up on your story, put it up on your, um, send it as a message to somebody that you think will appreciate this kind of word. Having said that, let's get right into the word. We are in the book of Genesis. We're in the book of Genesis. We are in the book of Genesis. Hmm. Chapter 14. We're in the book of Genesis, chapter 14 verse 11 14 verse 11 so the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way they also took Lot the son of Abraham's brother who was dwelling in Sodom and his possessions and went their way then one who had escaped came and told Abraham the Hebrew who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite brother of Eshkol and of Anar. These were allies of Abraham. When Abraham heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he led forth his trained men born in his house. Please underline that for me. When Abraham heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he led forth his trained men born in 
his house. How many? 318 men. 318 of them and went in pursuit as far as Dan and he divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants and defeated them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsmen, his nephew, Lot with his possession and the women and the people. Very, very interesting passage of scripture. We see that uh, about five kingdoms attack Sodom and Gomorrah. Five kingdoms, uh, a coalition. Uh, if I remember correctly, you can go and read the rest. And they, they defeat Sodom and Gomorrah and they take all the people, they take all the wealth, they take all the money, all the possessions and a part of their loot, a part of their captivity, they touched a man called Lot, who was the nephew of Abraham. Somebody who escapes the war, the battle, somebody who was a witness to it, comes and tells Abraham, listen, the city has fallen, it has been taken captive, but they also took your nephew. And now it is so powerful and so interesting. The Bible says that Abraham took 318 men that were trained in his house, that were born in his house. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you are blessed, when the Lord gives you wisdom, that which is born in your house will fight your battles for you. Can I say that to you one more time? When that which is born in your house will always fight your battles. Now, Abraham was a man of great faith. Abraham was a man who walked with God. Abraham was a man that enjoyed favor with God. Abraham was a man that was called by God. But even this man, you see, you have to pay attention to these details. You have to pay attention to these details. He had not physically grown to become a nation. He had not yet become a, a fully functional republic. He had not fully become the nation Israel that God had called him to be. But even before you see that happening, you see the man functioning like a nation. He has raised his own army. Yes, it's small. It's only 318 people. But he has raised his own family and he has also trained them. Uh, some people wait till they become big to start thinking like they are big. Some people wait till they become worldwide to function like they are worldwide. No, 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 no. You never become worldwide and then learn to think that way. You, you have to start thinking worldwide before you are worldwide. You have to start thinking like a nation before you become the nation. You have to learn to operate. Oh, you, you, you guys are, you, are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? So too many people, too many people wait till they arrive. 
too many people wait till they uh, till they become big to start thinking big till they become great to start thinking great no 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 uh, you can see seeds of greatness even before it has become great you can see a child operating you can see a man operating in certain way even before he is big oh dear god <laughs> i want you to understand this because this is an important principle one day i remember many 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 weeks ago sorry many years ago not weeks um i was in prayer and the lord interrupted my prayer time and he said something that really caught my attention he said you don't have to be worldwide for you to function like you are worldwide let, let, let me let me break that for you let me explain that to you you can become world class before you are worldwide you can become world class before you are worldwide which means if you if you just have one bedroom house and you just have a bicycle the application the wisdom the excellence the grace that you apply and bring to that one bedroom house and that one bicycle is a reflection of how you will manage your things if it had to become a bungalow with 4 5 6 7 cars i'm just giving you a small example because what is in the little is always there in the big when when the woman when the woman at the uh when the woman at the uh the lady who came to meet jesus she said please heal me and jesus rebuked her and said i i can't give you the food which is meant for the children listen to me carefully listen to me carefully uh, jesus said the food that i have for the children i can't give to the dogs essentially he called the woman a dog and then the woman turns around and says it's true it's true it's true but the dogs eat from the the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the table the dogs eat from the crumbs i want you to understand something imagine a whole loaf of bread imagine a whole loaf of bread and everybody is getting big pieces or slices of the bread and two or three small crumbs fall to the ground and the dog eats it right now what most people don't know is this they think they stumble upon the size of the piece or there's a slice the slice of the bread but what you don't what we don't understand is this whatever is in the loaf is also in the crumb whatever is in the whole loaf whatever is in the big piece the content of it is also in the crumb so if you take one little crumb of the loaf or you take a big piece of the bread or you take the whole loaf the content is the same the ingredients is the same the dna is the same 
so let me explain this to you let me explain this to you god right god 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 almighty whether god comes in his fullness or we take a small piece of god a pinch of god out that even the the pinch of god is still almighty ah if i take just a drop of god that drop is still almighty uh, that tiny part is also small almighty so whether god is big or small when you take a piece of him that little piece is also almighty oh why am i telling you this why am i telling you this when you are blessed it doesn't matter you are big or small it doesn't matter you are mega or tiny whatever part is there you are still blessed you are going to see the same you're going to see the same administration of wisdom you're going to see the same administration of grace you're going to see the same excellence no matter the scale of things no matter the size of things oh you didn't hear what i said you did not hear what i said you did not hear 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 there was no place <laughs> there was no place for Jesus to be born the only place that was left was a manger the only place that was left was manger now just because god was born in the manger he didn't leave the manger as it was when jesus was born in the manger angels began to visit the manger the wise men began to visit the manger the shepherds began to visit the manger all the ingredients oh, all the honor all the riches all the wealth that could have come if jesus had a house that could have come if jesus had a home that would have come if jesus had a hotel room is still coming to that little humble location because the protocols of god do not change based on the size or the scale of things yeah 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 ah god attracts the same quality of operation no matter what the size of the matter is so so if god called abraham to be a nation he didn't have to wait till he has a million people to function like a nation he didn't have to wait to become 500000 people he didn't have to have a, a border he didn't have to have any of these things that make a nation as a family as a family as a as a family he functioned he as a family he functioned like a nation ah this is where a lot of people get upset because they see somebody that what they consider small or they consider they're not so big or they think they are this guy is not so famous this guy is not so big he 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 he's acting like he's a big thing he's like ah <laughs> uh, some people protocols or protocols whether you're small or big they apply universally the law of gravity doesn't change because it's a small rock or a big rock gravity is the same so what can you learn from this what can you learn from this what can you learn conduct your affairs in life i was saying 
conduct your affairs in life like you have already arrived in your destiny conduct your affairs in life not based on your current situation don't function based on your current circumstances based func- function based on the destiny god has for you don't uh, <laughs> don't create rules don't create regulations don't build protocols based on what and who you are today create rules and regulations and protocols based on what god has called you to do so conduct your affairs like you have already walked into your destiny and you're already functioning in your destiny yes 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 because you can't be something now and then suddenly become something else tomorrow you can't be something oh god help us if you are not a prophet in the prison you'll never be a prophet in the palace if you're not a prophet in potiphar's house you'll never be a prophet in front of the king so please help us help us help me help me help you help me help you help me help you ah you have to start behaving not like your present situation you have to start behaving like the person your future requires you to be did you understand what i said you have to start functioning like the future god has for you which which will look absolutely stupid for some people because they think they think they <laughs> they think you're acting pricey they think this guy is a little crazy and he said let them say whatever you want abraham had to go around calling himself abraham the father of many nations he didn't even have a child but i am a father of many nations why are you calling yourself a father of many nations you don't even have a single biological child i i am not naming myself based on my current scenario i have named myself god has named me based on what he has for me where he is taking me where we are going so from today my name is abraham my name is abraham my name is abraham yeah so your present behavior can i say that to you one more time can i say that to you one more time your present behavior is your prophet i can study your behavior and i can tell you what is your expectation if your present behavior does not expect you to if you don't have great plans for your life if you don't have great expectations from the lord if you have i don't know but it, uh, your view of the future will dictate your present behavior Can I say that to you one more time? Your view of the future will dictate your present behavior. Abraham was a little tiny family. Okay, not little, 318 fellows. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you Abraham was Indian man. He was Indian. Abraham was Indian. Just in his house 318 men were born. He was Indian fellow. So, he's like, "Wait a second, I have to train them." But why do you want to train them? Why do you want to train them? because we are a nation but you're just a small group of people no no right now we are small but my dna requires that i have men trained 
I have men trained for battle. I have men trained for wars. I want men that know how to understand that understand how to use spears. I want to know men that understand how to use a bow and an arrow. I I need to have people that know how to have uh, use a sword and a shield. Yes, yes, yes. I have to build this into my system before we enlarge and before we grow. I have to get all the ingredients ready before we actually become what God has called us to be. Did you hear what I said? Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. When Jesus when they came to Jesus and they brought him five loaves and two fishes, the first thing he did was tell people tell his apostles go arrange them in groups of 50 organize them by 50s organize them make them sit down i don't want this crowd i don't want this chaotic crowd that is running left right center organize them sit down make them ready like the food is coming make them to sit down on the floor on the grass arrange them in 50s so it is becoming easy for you to distribute the food so before the food can be multiplied before the food can then can grow in the hands of jesus before the supernatural had come god began to organize them in the natural so what was he telling start behaving and arranging yourself in a way like the food has already come like the food is already multiplied you will see this again and again and again and again and again in the life of jesus take the bottle of water take the glass of water and take it to the chief guest but these guys know that this is water he's like no 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 just walk like it is wine carry it like you're carrying the best wine in the city and they had to almost pretend like they know what's going to happen why your behavior is your future ah uh, you didn't hear what i said your behavior is a profit nobody likes to say these things to you guys i'm telling you now your behavior is a profit and some of you keep saying pastor uh, you don't come to me <laughs> but i've heard people say this okay i i i've heard people say this pastor i want to get married please pray for me i want a godly wife i want a godly husband i want to get married and then you are chatting with random people you are sending messages you are sliding into dms of people you have no business sliding into their dms and then you are telling god god give me a godly husband now now there is a problem in the realms of the spirit you are praying for something but your behavior is saying something else ah you didn't hear what i said you are praying for something but your behavior is something else. your prayer is not consistent with your behavior Ah so you <laughs> Ah you, you help us Jesus I'm being nice to you I'm being nice to you I'm helping you I promise you So you are asking for a godly husband but you are not behaving like a godly wife You are asking for a godly wife but your present behavior is not like a godly husband ah that's a problem so now there is a duality <laughs> ah i told you remember one day i told you guys you attract on the level you are 
which means you in the realms of the spirit you can't fake things you you can't fake things in the realms of the spirit you're praying god you're saying god please bless my business lord give me great clients jesus please help me bring million dollar clients lord give me 500 crore business lord and you still ay 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 you still can't tithe out of the 5000 rupees you make every month and you are asking god for a 500 crore business but you can't even bring the 500 rupees to the presence of god you don't even pay your taxes on time you don't even pay your taxes the right way so you behave you conduct yourself you prepare for the future you want so i can i can look at your schedule and i can predict your future i don't even have to walk into my office as a prophet i i don't even have to wear my prophetic anointing i can look at your schedule and tell you what's going to happen <laughs> This is an area many of us need to grow and improve. It's an area that we all need to change, become different. Whatever blessing you want in your life. Listen to me carefully. Whatever blessing you want in your life. Before you enter into that blessing, you start conducting yourself like you are already in that blessing. so you don't become loyal and faithful once you are married you but you 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 are loyal and faithful before you're married help us god so he trained 318 men in his own house you know i was telling i was uh, preaching in a a conference some time ago and uh, it was a conference where all the creative people were coming you know like uh, photographers editors designers um poets writers authors and i preached after i preached uh a young man comes to me for prayer and uh i asked him what do you do he says well i i write and i design and uh i do something else you know another creative field and i said wow that's amazing i said that's amazing you do all of this i said okay show me your work show me your work show me your work show me your work i want to see uh, you call yourself designer let me see your designs you call yourself a poet let me see your poetry you call yourself an editor let me see your editing work let me see let me see it let me see it and he's like no 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 prophet i Uh, I am just waiting on the Lord you know God has told me to just focus on him and uh, you know we have learned a lot of spiritual lingua language that we just use as a cover up for our laziness you know uh, the Lord has just told me to wait on the Lord and seek his oh really how long have you been waiting ah uh, two and a half years you, you, so you want you're telling me for two and a half years God told you to wait on him and do what please I I was very rude to him. <laughs> I said, "Don't call yourself this until you have proof of work." At least to me. I think he didn't like it. But today, he's one of the most successful designers, photographers I know. Very very doing very well in life. Very well in life. Ah. <sighs> God help us. I'm not saying that 
your works is who you are please i'm not saying that i'm not saying that whatever i see you doing today that's what you'll become that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that when i look at your life i must see something in your life that is a semblance of the future god has for you well we're all not all perfect i'm not saying that but if i put your life under the scanner there must be some place somewhere in this equation where i see the seeds of the greatness god has for you don't tell me you you want to be used of god and i never see you read the word i never see you pray i never see you do things that's going to help you in your future we will stop here otherwise you guys will think i i am upset with you i'm not upset with you i am not upset with you i'm 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 helping you i'm helping you i promise you you will thank me in a few years you will thank me if you follow what i am teaching success with your friend success is your friend you will find success in life it is not possible that you sit under the voice and this kind of a voice and this kind of a teaching and under this stream you cannot remain in this stream and remain a failure in life it is not possible the grace on my life the grace on my father the grace in this stream that you may come like a loser you may come with nothing but if you stay here long enough we will transform you to great men we will transform you into great people we will transform you to successful people it is not possible that you stay in this grace and remain a failure in your life it's not possible it is not possible it is not possible hey it's not possible i know the grace that god has given to us i know the god that i serve ah. so sometimes as a father as a prophet i must teach you things that you don't like so i want to see your future today i want to see your behavior i want to see the value systems i want to see the future version of you today even though it's small it's okay it's okay you, you might have a business that is only making 5000 rupees but in that 5000 be faithful you might have a a a little job that pays you 25000 rupees be faithful learn become excellent ah uh, you might have a little house but when you walk into that house that house can have your mark that house can be excellent that house can be clean that house can be organized that house can smell of god it can be a single one bedroom studio but you can walk in and suddenly you feel wow this house is different you can live in a hut and that hut can be different from every other hut in that road some of you you have uh, one of our sons came to me and said how do i grow our church how do i grow our church you know what can i do to uh, grow our church somebody that we are mentoring i told this young man before your church can grow you must grow before growth can come to your people growth must come to you before growth can come to your environment growth must come to you before the spirit of growth spills over into your family into your business into your ministry into your church growth must possess you 
Yeah. If you are not growing, what is around you will not grow. If you are not flourishing, what is around you will not flourish. If you are not going to the next level, you if you are not improving to the next level, the people around you will never go to the next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever you want to see in your environment, you must become it. Yeah. Ah. There is no point telling your children to pray when you don't pray yourself. There is no point telling your children to live holy when you have never lived holy. There is no point telling your children to be uh, Bible reading Christians when they never see you pick up the Bible and read. Aye. Why do you expect your children to be something and become something that you are not? God, okay, please listen to me now. Okay, God has no expectations of you that he that which he is not already. Every expectation God has for you, he is that. He asks you to be holy because he is holy. He asks you to be righteous because he is righteous. He is asking you to be integrity, a man and a woman of integrity because he is a man and a, a, a person of integrity. He is asking you to be loving because he is loved. Do you see? God has no expectation of you that he has not become it himself before. He never asks you to do something that he is not. Uh, so why do you ask people to do things that you have not done yourself? It is wrong for me to ask you to be generous if I am not generous. It is wrong for me to ask you to be holy if I am not holy. I must become what I am expecting of you. This is spirit life, people. This is spirit life. This is spirit life. This is spirit life. This is spirit life. You know why there is no school of the lions? Listen to me. Do you know why there is no school of the lions? You know, you know, there is no school of the lions. There is no school of the tigers. There is no school of the giraffe. There is no school of uh, zebras. You know why? Because the, the school is the family. The, the, the cub looks at the papa lion and says, this is who I am. The, the baby tiger looks at mama tiger and says, this is who I am. The baby giraffe looks at the papa giraffe and says, this is who I am. So, so it is in the realms of the spirit. So it is in the realms of the spirit. So it is in the realms of the spirit. So it is in the realms of the spirit. So when God wants to give you a glimpse of your future, when God wants to give you a glimpse of who you are, he sends a person. He sends a person. And the ultimate revelation of your future and who he is, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are a son, he sent his only begotten son for you to look at the life of Jesus so you can be transformed into his image and his likeness. He sends us. He sends a people. He sends a person. <sighs> I think we should move from this point. I can spend the whole evening here. <laughs> but we should, we should, we should move on. We should move on. Can we move on to the next point? Let's go to the next point. Let's go to the next point. <laughs> uh, help us, Lord. Okay, let's read something. Okay, let's read something. Verse 15. Verse 15. Let's read something. And he, I like this God. I'm telling you, I'm in, I don't know about you guys, but I am 
enjoying what the Lord is is teaching us is teaching us I am enjoying this verse 15 and he divided his forces against them by night he and his servants and defeated them. Wait, you're only 318 people with common sense and the wisdom of this world will say let's keep the 318 people together so we are united ah, not Abraham's like no 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 let's take the 318 and divide them by night Let's divide them by night. So Abraham was a man of strategy. Abraham is a man of war. Abraham is a man of strategy. Where do you, ah, God help us. <laughs> do you see Abraham panicking and going up the mountain and praying? Do you see Abraham, free? oh, he's, he's not freaking out. He's not like, oh my God, they've taken my nephew. Let me fall on my knees. No, 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 no. He already knows God has blessed me. He already knows that God is with me. He already knows that the favor of God is with me. He already knows that nobody can touch my family. Nobody can touch my nephew. Nobody can touch. He's like, okay, 318 people come, let's go. And in the night, he divides the people. Do you know? Ah, I heard someone say this and I, it, it really made sense. It really made sense. Do you know that God doesn't fight with power? Listen to me carefully. God doesn't fight with power. He is all powerful. He is all powerful. He is all powerful, which means it is pointless for God to fight with power because there is no match to him. He will win every battle before the battle begins. He's all powerful. He can snap a finger and everything will be gone. God is, God doesn't fight with power. What is he? He's a God who fights with strategy. Yeah. God is a man of war. God is a God of strategy because he understands that by power, it would be unfair. It would be an unfair competition to fight with power. So he fights with strategy. Tell me, when Lucifer rebelled, when Lucifer rebelled, God could have snapped a finger and dealt with Lucifer and everything else. He could have just looked in the direction and the whole thing would have been consumed. But he didn't do that because it's, a, it's an unfair battle. It's an unfair competition. So he, so there is God, then there are angelic beings. Okay, there is God, there are angelic beings, and then man. Who am I, Lord, that you have made me a little lower than your angels? That's why I think. So God doesn't fight on his level. God didn't fight Lucifer even on the level of angels. God steps down into the level of man and fought him like a man and defeated Lucifer and Satan on the level that is below angels. He's a God of strategy. God's like, I don't have to outpower you. I will outthink you. <laughs> He's a God of strategy. 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 <sighs> okay, let's get into the meat of this. I don't want to dwell too much there. I don't want to dwell too much there. Are you guys learning something today? He's the God of strategy. He's a man of war. Okay. Now let's continue. 
Okay, verse 15. And he divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants and defeated them and pursued them to Hopa. Okay, let me let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. I'm thinking how much should we go into this? I'm just waiting for the permission of the Lord if we can go in this direction. He divided them by night. 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 He divided. He, Abraham hid his plan. Abraham protected his strategy. Abraham, uh, I see this happening too. You have to learn to hide and protect sacred things. Can I say that to you one more time? You must learn to hide and protect sacred things. Some things do not have to come to the light before it's time. So there is a time. Things must be in the dark. There is a time. Things must be a secret. There's a time. Things must be covered. We live in a generation that is fueled by social media. We live in a generation that is so hungry for what is happening. That's why reality shows are such a big hit because we want to know what is happening in everybody's life as it happens. Okay? We want to know everything. We want to know where they go shopping, what shoes they wear, where they go to eat their food. That's why, you know, Instagram and vlogs and YouTube are so hit because we, we, we have a very unhealthy obsession for news and for information. But if you know anything about this God, this God is a master at hiding stuff. He is a master at camouflaging things. He is a master. He, oh, this God enjoys keeping things a secret. And we must learn that from God. We must enjoy not being quick to talk about everything. We, we are so quick. We are so quick. Everybody knows everything about your life. Jesus said this, Be harmless as doves. Be harmless as doves. Be harmless as doves. Be harmless as doves. And wise as serpents. Wise as serpents. Have you ever thought what that means? Serpent is a not, you know, generally you think of a serpent or a snake, you're like, ah, oh, I don't like it. It sounds very demonic. Uh, <laughs> sounds like the kingdom of darkness. Like, why? But look at what he's saying. Be wise as serpents. Why? Do you know why, why serpents? Because you can never tell how a serpent moves. A serpent can be crawling two feet away from you and you can't tell because it is so stealthy. You can never predict what a serpent will do. Oh, a serpent doesn't make noise. I'm giving too much away already. I'm giving too much away already. A serpent doesn't make noise. You guys all, look. You, you only know how to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. There is no element of surprise. So please, 
learn from the scripture. Everything I teach you is based of the Bible, is based of the truth of God's word. Do you see? When you get pregnant, when you get pregnant, it takes three to five months for it to be visible on the outside. You see, when you become pregnant, the mother herself takes about a month, a month and a half to realize something has happened, something has changed. So God takes about four weeks to tell the mother that your body is now carrying something that was not there four weeks ago. <laughs> ah, God, the mother, the baby is growing in her womb and it takes her three to four weeks to figure out there is a baby now inside of her. Why? Because God designed it that way. God designed it that way. God designed, he's giving you a new beginning and, and, and he's protecting it from you. And then you then have the opportunity to tell your husband, to tell your family, but it takes at least three months, at least three months, 12 weeks and three to five months for the stomach to show. So it's like, it's going to take God a minimum. He's saying, let's take three to five months for us to announce that we have something in us. It takes three to five months. Let's not announce it now. So God, oh man, his wisdom is everywhere. His wisdom is everywhere. His wisdom is everywhere. His wisdom is everywhere. <sighs> you see, you know, when, when I talk about living a life of revelation, I'm not just talking about some secret code uh, that you have to achieve. No, I'm not talking, no. Every revelation, every revelation, every revelation is an extension of who God is. So when you truly find a revelation, you have found a piece of God. You have now understood a, a little bit of his personality. You have now understood a little bit of his characteristics. When, when, when you become a man or a woman of revelation, now you are beginning to understand this God. You're beginning to decipher. You're beginning to re remove layers of this God. We're not selling some, some mantra, some, some, some secret stuff, some secret God. No. The revelations we speak about is an extension of who this God is. Every revelation is a revelation of who he is. So when you, when you look at a mother being pregnant and you see the process of the childbirth, you see the mystery of who God is. You, you see who this Jesus is. You see how he functions. He's a God of strategy. He is a God of strategy. He is a God and he likes to hide things. He likes to hide things. Sometimes he hides things from you concerning your own life. He hides what is your life from you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for them who love God. Ah, ah thank God. We thank God. We thank God. We thank God. We thank God. How does a seed become a plant? How does a seed become a tree? How does a seed become a forest? He takes it and he hides the seed in the soil. He's like, I'm going to bury you. 
I'm going to put you in the soil where nobody can see it, where nobody can observe it. And I want, ah. So growth happens in secret. Elevation happens in secret. Metamorphosis happens in secret. Change happens in secret. So he takes the seed and he buries it in the ground and hides it from the eyes of the people. He says, I don't want people to see how a seed becomes a plant, how a plant becomes a tree, how a tree becomes a forest. But it's there in plain sight, but hidden. This God is a God who hides things. That's why you'll see I'm not very quick to make announcements. Because you, yeah, yeah, you have to be careful about what you announce. You have to be careful about what you announce. Joseph opened his mouth. Joseph opened his mouth and spoke the dream. He told his dad and mom, he told his brothers that one day all of you are going to bow before me and I will be greater than all of you. The sun, the moon, the stars are going to come and bow to me. And, and it triggered the brothers. So Joseph, ah, by opening his mouth and making an announcement, set into motion certain actions, certain uh, ideas, certain things in motion. If he had just shut his mouth, Maybe there was another way God could have taken him into the promised land. Maybe there's another way God could have made him the prime minister. But he opened his mouth and made an announcement and his brothers became so jealous. They decided to kill him and then one fellow said, let's not kill him, let's bury him. <laughs> oh, God help us. So you have to be careful what you speak. You have to be careful, you have to be careful, you have to be careful, you have to be careful. Announcements are very, very critical. Announcements are very critical. For 30 years, for 30 years, Jesus was hidden. 30 years. Then the heavens open and the Father speaks. This is my son. This is my beloved son. And the next thing we know, Satan and Jesus are having a conversation. Okay, can I, can I continue with your permission? Can I continue for a little more time? Please allow me this, this joy of finishing this little part of the revelation. So next week we can do something else. Okay. Okay. Let's say, then he brought back all the possessions, verse 16, he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsmen, lot with his possessions and the women and the people. Verse 17. Please now pay attention to me, please. After his return from the defeat of the Kidolorum, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, defeat of Kidor Lomar and the kings who were with him. The king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaf, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Ah, lamentere koshante. So two kings are coming. The king of Sodom is coming. And the king, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, Melchizedek is coming. Two kings are coming. Two kings, two kings. Okay, please. Very important. Very important. Verse 17. Okay, Genesis 14, verse 17. After his return from the defeat of the Kidol Lamar, the kings and the kings who were with him, 
Listen to this. The king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shev. The king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shev. That is the king of the, the that is the king's valley. Verse 18. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and white. So, so they are in a valley that is called the king's valley. They are in a valley called king's valley. Abraham has defeated the five kingdoms that attack Sodom and Gomorrah. Now the king of Sodom is coming to the valley. So two kings are coming. Oh Lord Jesus. Two kings are coming. One is the one is the king of Salem and the other is the king of Sodom. And both of them have offers. Both of them are coming to give something. Both of them are coming to offer something. Uh, the king of Sodom and the king of Salem. Melchizedek and the king of Sodom. They have come to the king's valley. But what's the interesting? This is the king's valley. This is the king's valley. This is the king's valley. Salem is a location and there is a king for that. Sodom is a location and there is a, a <laughs> there is a location and there is a king for that. Abraham, oh, he has no title called the king. He has no geography yet that he can call his own location and yet he is in the king's valley. He has no title and he still has no location but they are coming to the king's valley to meet with Abraham. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Because these two kings recognize that this guy has no throne. This guy has no kingdom yet. This guy has no location yet. This guy has no title called king yet, but he is as much a king as anybody else. Oh, so he is now in the company of kings. He has no kingdom. He is now in the company of emperors, but he has no empire and they are coming with offers to him. He, uh, God help us, help us. Jesus, Please help us understand. So two kings are coming to meet King Abraham. Can I say that? <laughs> so they're in the king's valley and two kings are coming to meet the King Abraham. And look what happens now. Look what happens now. Look what happens now. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. So his offer, his offer, oh God help us, his offer is bread and wine. But look what happens. But this king of Salem or Salem, this king was also a priest. He was the priest of the most high God. So he's a king and he's a priest. He's the king of Salem and he's the priest of the Most High God. And this king brought bread and wine. And look what he says. And he blessed Abraham. He blessed Abraham. And how did he bless him? With his words. With his words. And he says, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. So one king ah, has bought bread and wine. He's bread and wine. He's a priest also. And this 
this king has has a blessing has a blessing has a blessing has a blessing has a few words to say he has a blessing he's brought bread wine and has a blessing he's also the priest now what look what abraham does and abraham gave him a tenth of everything abraham gave him a tenth so abraham now surveys all that he has all the properties all the animals all the jewelry he takes a tenth and gives it to this man okay gives it to the king of salem the priest of the most high god gives it to melchizedek now the other king has come okay two kings remember two kings two kings two kings the other king the king of sodom is coming now and the king of sodom said to abraham oh lord and the king of sodom said to abraham give me the persons but take the goods for yourself the other king's offer is this he says just give me my people back but all the loot all the possessions all the wealth that these guys took from us you can keep it take the entire bounty take the entire loot take the entire wealth that was taken from us you can take that give me the people give me the people so one king has brought bread and wine and blessing the other king has brought the wealth of an entire city oh he's brought the wealth of an entire nation and says it's yours just give me my people back so one king has brought bread and wine and a blessing the other king has brought wealth common sense would say take the money common sense would say take the wealth common sense would say take the wealth but look at what abraham says look at what abraham says the king of sodom uh, the king of sodom said to abraham give me the persons but take the goods for yourself but abraham said to the king of sodom i have lifted my hands to the lord god most high possessor of heaven and earth that i would not take a thread i would not take a thread i would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours lest you say i have made abraham rich lest you say i have made abraham rich i will take nothing but that but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me let anna and eshol he's like listen i don't want anything i don't even want a sandal i don't want a shoe strap i don't want a penny of it because you know why i have stood before the presence of god i have lifted my hands and i have been blessed by god i have been blessed by god i don't want to take anything from you i want don't want to take anything from you lest you say i made abraham rich okay so he's saying no to the wealth he's saying no to the wealth okay can can we can we deep dive into this can we can i help you with this information can i can i peel the layers off for you please i want you to stay with me now show me what you can walk away from and i will tell you what kind of a person you are tell me what you have walked away from and i will tell you what kind of a person you are ah because man the quality 
is not defined by what you have the quality is also defined by what you walk away show me what you have said no to because what you say no to is as important as what you say yes to because what you say no to tells me what you value what you say no to shows me what your standard is what you say no to helps me understand what is the quality that you are believing in because you see the pig can also eat a good food the pig can also eat nice food you cook it a nice meal it can go eat that nice meal it can eat the biryani in your house it can eat the kebab in your house but the pig can also go eat from the gutter the pig can also go eat from the garbage the pig can also go eat from the trash but you are not a pig because you know what it is to eat at the table of righteousness you know what it is to eat at the table of royalty so even though it is food you will say no because it's coming from the garbage can ah are you with me show me what you can say no to show me what you can walk away from show me where ah because greatness is not just in what you say yes greatness is in what you say no to greatness is as much as what you say no to holy spirit help us holy spirit help us help us help us so now two kings have come down one melchizedek the other a king of sodom and one has wealth one has wealth one has wealth one has wealth <laughs> one has wealth the other has three things the other has three things he has he has bread he has wine he has bread he has wine and he has a blessing ah bread wine and a blessing listen it's not like it's not that it's not that abraham had no bread it's not that Abraham had no wine. In his house there was enough bread. In his house there was enough wine. But this bread and this wine did not come just from a king. Did not come just from the the bakery. It's not wine that came from somebody's where. This bread and this wine came from a house. Came from a kingdom whose priest was the priest of the most high god this priest he had access to the most high god this priest had touched the presence of god this priest had walked in the very glory of god this priest had stood in the council of god this priest knew the god of heaven and earth this priest had access to this god while the entire earth didn't have access to him so the bread and the wine is not coming from an ordinary house the bread and the wine is coming from a man who knows god so ah glemandro on the other hand the wealth of an entire nation and on the on this side there is a man who's a priest of god and he has brought bread and wine and he has a blessing he has a blessing he has a blessing 100 million dollars on one side a piece of bread and wine on the other side and a and a few words 
Abraham takes the bread, takes the wine and the blessing. He says, if you have stood in the presence of God, if you are a man of God, if you are a priest of God, your words are more powerful. Your blessing is more powerful than any wealth. Uh, so he takes the invisible blessing. He takes the invisible blessing for the visible wealth. This is where our people are missing it. We are so glory bene mosa. We are so moved by money. We are so moved by wealth. We think that wealth is everything. No, my people, there is a blessing that comes from the mouth of a man who has stood before God that is greater than any wealth on the earth. The invisible is greater than the visible. The invisible is greater than the visible. The invisible is greater than the visible. So, bread is the word. Wine is the presence of God. And the words were a blessing. Bread, wine and blessing. Bread, wine and blessing. Ah, and look at what Abraham does. The other fellow is coming to give. <laughs> the other king is coming to give. King of Salem comes. The priest of the Most High God comes. Abraham's like, I have now entered the presence of one that is greater than me. Now, instead of taking what this king of Salem, instead of just taking and being happy about what he's got, he's like, I need to give to this guy. Oh, so now Abraham takes one tenth of his all his wealth. He takes the one tenth of all the wealth and he gives it to this man. Ah, somebody would think that was foolishness like, Abraham, what are you doing? This fellow is giving you money, take the money. Take the money, take the money. He's like, no. Instead of taking the wealth, he's giving away wealth now. He's giving away wealth. 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 Ah. Can we can we can we go a little deeper now? Can we can we go a little deeper now? <laughs> you see, in the kings that were captured. Listen to me carefully now. In the kings that were captured, the king of Salem is not listed. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. In the kingdoms that were invaded and defeated, the king of Salem is not listed. Which means that this king of Salem knew how to protect his kingdom, knew how to keep it safe. He knew how to protect his borders. This king of Salem was undefeated. But this king of Sodom, he did not know how to be protected. He didn't know how to keep his wealth. He didn't know how to, to protect what is his. So he is now the, in the realms of the spirit. He is carrying the spirit of defeat. He is carrying the spirit of destruction. He is carrying the spirit that can be easily conquered. And now king of Salem. He has not been defeated. He has not been conquered. He knows how to protect his territory. So when Abraham comes, there is the wealth of a defeated king and there is 
the blessing of an undefeated king he is like i if uh, i want to partner with this stream i want to partner with this grace i want to partner with this realm so he brings oh god help us he brings the one tenth he brings the offerings he brings the wealth and gives it to this man because this man is undefeated ah okay now it matters where you give your money did i say did you hear what I, it matters where your offering goes it matters where your tithe goes it matters it matters it matters it matters where your tithes go it matters where your offerings go because they in the realms of the spirit this is a transaction in the realms of the spirit this is an exchange he, abraham is giving uh, okay now wait a second wait just one second the concept of tithes the concept of tithes and the concept of a priesthood are at least 600 years in the future it's moses that introduces tithes and offerings it's moses that institutes the office of a priest it's 600 years in the future the concept of priests God gave the revelation of tithes and offerings and the office of priest to Moses 600 years later. It was not revealed information. It was not revealed. It was not given. It was not public knowledge. It was not public domain. So now Melchizedek comes and he is declaring the bible declares that he is the priest of the most high god so he is now walking in an office that is not yet revealed he is walking in a function that is not public knowledge ah god he is functioning in a heavenly office that is going to take 600 years to become public knowledge and if there is a priest oh god help us Okay, I I think I I think I lost you guys. I I think I lost you guys. I don't know if you guys are staying with me here. I I I don't know. 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 So there is an office that is not yet revealed and there is a revelation of tides that's not yet revealed. Now you see the spirit life. You see the way Melchizedek and Abraham are operating it is not in the natural realm it is not in the revealed realm it is not in the knowledge of common sense they are now operating in the spirit life in the spirit life there are offices that they, that they don't don't know there are offerings and tithes that they don't know he says i am the priest of the most high and and Abraham carried by revelation brings one tenth he brings one ten he brings one ten so his physical body listen to me his physical body is there but his spirit has traveled down the history lane and picked up a piece of information oh my god he picked up a piece of information that is a secret for 600 years for 600 years 600 years 600 years <laughs> ah and the scripture says the tribe of levite gave tithes to god in abraham 
Go read, that's in Hebrews. It says that the tribe of Levites, the priests that were still unborn, gave tithes to God through Abraham. So when Abraham bought the tithe, everything in him was bringing the tithe. So he brings a tithe. Because why? Your tithe belongs to a priest. Listen to me carefully. Your tithe belongs to a priest who brings you the word and the wine and has the power to pronounce a blessing. Your tithe belongs to a priest that can bring you the word and the wine and has the power to make a pronouncement, an announcement. He has the power to speak something over your life. Some of you are struggling in life because your money, your tithe is going to places where there is no blessing being pronounced on your life. Ah, Some of you think your tithe is charity. Some of you treat your tithe like your charity, like, oh, okay, this is my one-tenth, I'm going to take the one-tenth and I'm going to feed the homeless, I'm going to give it to the beggar that comes next to my car, I'm going to give my tithe to the random person that asks me for money. No, 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 no. Your tithe doesn't go down, your tithe goes up. Ah, God help us. Did you hear what I said? Your tithe doesn't go down. It's okay, you don't have to agree with me. Uh, may the Lord be with you, go your way, function in your revelation. But I have tested and I have seen this. I have tested and I have seen this. Your tithe goes up. Your tithe goes to God. Your tithe goes to a man and a woman that can bring the word and the wine and has the power to speak a blessing. Please, I'm not saying that you should not do charity. Please, I'm not saying that. Please, you must help the people. You must help the beggars. You must, you, 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 you must help the needy. But that's not your tithe. Your tithe goes up. Your tithe goes up. Why? Let me read for you. Hebrews chapter 7. I am, I'm helping somebody tonight. Please, I, I'm helping somebody. This is not just to make people shout. This is not just to make people get excited because I, I am correcting things. Some of you have written the check for your suffering. I'm helping you tonight. Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Blessed him. Blessed him. Blessed him. Blessed him. Blessed him. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth of tenth part of everything. He is first by translation of his name, King of Righteousness. And then he is also the King of Salem, that is King of Peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor the end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues to be a priest forever. See how great this man was. Please, please, please. Verse 4, verse 4, see how great this man was. Your tithe is not a religious duty. Your tithe is a revelation and who you give your tithe to is a revelation. See how great this man was to whom 
Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the spoils. Verse 5. And those descendants of Levi who receive the priestly office have a commandment in the law to take tithes from the people, that is from their brothers, though these also were descendants of Abraham. But this man who does not have a descent from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Verse 7. Okay, verse 7. Ah, God. Verse 7. It is beyond dispute. It's in your Bible, no? It's in your Bible. Verse 7. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So, <laughs> so then, your problem is you want to be equal with everybody. Your problem is that you want to be an equal with everybody. So you have not submitted to somebody. By submission, you acknowledge that the one you are submitting to is greater. So you have not submitted yourself to someone. Because there is no submission, there is no greater voice over your life. So you, uh, so what you do, you can't bless yourself because the lesser is blessed by the greater. Because you have not submitted to yourself, you can't give up. You can't give up. And you, if you can't give up, how can a greater voice bless you? Is it true that we are all sons of God? Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Is it true that we are all sons of God? A hundred percent. Is it true all the 12 tribes are equal before God? Absolutely. And yet out of the 12 tribes, one tribe was designated by God to receive tithes and offerings. So, you know, I one pastor came to me and he was telling me, Pastor, financially we are stuck. Uh, somebody that that I love and care for deeply. Say, Pastor, my church is not growing. Personally, we are not growing. And uh, please pray for us. Please pray for us. And I was about to pray. And I felt the Lord say, prayer won't help him. Okay, I'm paraphrasing that conversation. Um, prayer won't help him. Ask him where he sends his tithes. I'm like that. That's uh, I'm like God. That's really personal. I I can't ask him that. Oh, very very big pastor. Where do you send your tithe? Uh, so before I pray, I'm like man of God. Please forgive my intrusion. I have the highest respect for you, but respectfully, can I ask? Respectfully, can I ask? Where do you send your tithe? And the man of God looks at me, and he says, Oh, I put it in the church. I said, whose church? Like our church. We put it in our church. Uh, I'm like, okay, why do you do that? Uh, it's the work of God. And then and I told them, man of God, I want to challenge you. Can you take your tithe and go find a man that you are willing to submit to and take that tithe, your personal tithe and the tithe of the church and go submit to this man of God and honor him with your tithe because your tithe has to go up. 
It is not because you have to find the greatest prophet on the world. It's not like you have to find the greatest man of God on the earth. No, 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 no. It's, it's a principle. How can you have power if you're not submitting? Authority is an arrangement of submission. Can I say that to you one more time? Authority is an arrangement of submission. What did the, what did the centurion say? I am a man in authority. I say to one, come and he comes. I say to another and he goes. Where do I exercise this authority? Where do I exercise? Because I am also a man that is submitted to the authority. I belong to the Roman government. I am a centurion in the Roman government. There is a man, there is an office that I submit to and that office confers authority to me. So when I say to one, come, he must come. I, when I say go, so, so you cannot have authority without submission. It is impossible to have authority without submission. Ah, you guys, I, 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 I. Can I say that? It is impossible to have authority without submission. Why? In order, please listen to me. In order, please, please listen to me. Please listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. In order for you to have authority without submission, you must be the source of the power. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. In order for you to have authority without submission, you must be the source of the power. And there is only one source of power and that's God. And that's why God doesn't submit to anybody. God submits to himself in the Trinity. Ah. <laughs> If you are not generating power, then you have no authority. You only have authority over what you generate. So every authority is given to you. Every power is given to you. And in order for you to exercise power, in order for you to exercise authority, there must be submission in your life. There must be submission. In the realms of the spirit, Ah, God, in the realms of the spirit, there is perfect order, perfect order, perfect order. There is no chaos in the realms of the spirit. Perfect order, which means that there is perfect hierarchy, perfect submission. God doesn't have a crowd. You know why? God doesn't have a crowd. A crowd is chaotic. Did you hear what I said? A crowd is chaotic. They are they are a mob. They are like hooligans. God has an army. Yeah, God has an army, not a crowd, an army. An army, there is structure, there is strategy, there is design, there is intention, there's purpose. So if you want to do anything with this God, if you want to do anything with the realms of the spirit, if you want to do anything in the spirit life, you better get the revelation of submission and power. You better get it. 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 Because you are not going to go far in life. Not spiritually. If you don't understand. This is basics 101. Okay. Let me share some let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. In the realms of the spirit. And I I am I'm, I'm even thinking should we go into this today? <laughs> What Abraham had, 
how do you listen to me carefully now how do you defeat five kingdoms how do you defeat five armies how do you defeat an enemy that has just captured five five countries okay how and how do you do it with 318 people how do you do it with 318 people i'll tell you how because in the realms of the spirit abraham had weight in the realms of the spirit abraham was not just 318 people in the realms of the spirit there was so much of weight on abraham the 300 were like 3 million that's because abraham had stature he had stature he had stature he had stature he had weight he had weight 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 that's why the king of melchizedek came to see him and brought him bread wine and a blessing i don't care how famous people are we have to we have to learn to weigh people in the realms of the spirit we have to learn to weigh people in the realms of the spirit okay but look at this look at this can i close with this can i close with this i wish i wish i wish somehow 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 the king of sodom would have convinced abraham to take something from him i wish i just wish i just wish he would have said man of god you have rescued us you have won the battle for us you have rescued our families please as a token of our appreciation if not all the wealth please take one camel take one donkey or take 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 10 kilos of gold take something from us take something from us take please take something from us i hope you have convinced him to take something from him you know why because two chapters later two chapters later god has decided to destroy sodom and gomorrah god has decided to destroy sodom and gomorrah and he comes down and we'll talk a little bit about this on wednesday and abraham begins to negotiate on behalf of the king of sodom he begins begins to negotiate on behalf of sodom and gomorrah and <laughs> the angels of the lord the angel of the lord has come to destroy sodom and gomorrah they have come to destroy they are intercepted by abraham 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 and now abraham god is saying how can i keep this from my friend abraham how can i hide this matter from abraham so god opens up and says you know i'm on my way to destroy sodom and gomorrah i'm on my way to destroy them and now abraham enters a negotiation <laughs> and the point of his negotiation is this what if there are 50 righteous people will you destroy the righteous with the rest what if there are 40 righteous people what if there are 30 righteous people what if there are 20 righteous people what if there are 10 righteous people and god's like okay okay that's enough that's enough let's get out of this meeting because this fellow will not stop negotiating till i say no so the negotiation stops at 10 the negotiation stops at 10 righteous people but the truth is there were not even 10 righteous people 
in the city of Sodom. But now, imagine this context, imagine this reality. If they had convinced Abraham to take an offering from him, if they had convinced, oh God help us, if they had somehow managed to leave something behind, something, 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 it's like just take, 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 take one kilo of gold or take something Abraham. Now the negotiations would have been different. Abraham could have stood before God and said, but God, they have honored me, your servant. They have given to me. They have blessed me. They have put something. Oh, they have put something within my grace. They have put something within the car. Something from that place has entered here now. God, so please, you must have mercy on them, on the sake, on behalf of the honor and the grace they have showed to me. But Abraham had no point of negotiation here. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> You don't know how many times I have prayed for people and I all I have to say is God remember what they have done for you. These are things that you don't understand because they are. One day I will teach you this. One day I will teach you this. One day I will teach you this. We don't approach God as father alone. Yeah, there is a revelation of prayer where we go to God as father and there is a revelation of prayer where you go to God as judge. And we, uh, the father requires different rules of engagement and the judge requires different rules of engagement. You, you approach God different things and to different ways. So when I pray for myself, I pray differently. When I pray for my wife, I pray differently. When I pray for my children, I pray. And I pray for the people that God has given to me, I pray differently. Ah... Yes, yes. One day I will. One day I will teach you. One day I will teach you. So now, Abraham, you don't negotiate. Okay. Why do you think Jesus is called the Advocate? Ah. Why do you think Jesus is called the Advocate? If there's an Advocate, there must be a Judge. If there is an Advocate, there must be a Judge. If there's an Advocate, there must be an Accuser. So there is an accuser and there is an advocate and there is a judge. But when the advocate is talking to the judge, he's not talking like a son. <laughs> he's not going to God and saying, I am your son, please, I am your son, okay? He's not trying to pull the strings of a son. When he goes to the judge, he comes to settle a legal matter. He comes with documents, he comes with evidence, he comes with proofs. He's an advocate. He's not going to just use relational, relational dynamics. Now he's going to use legalities. So there are different rules of engagement. There are different rules of engagement. There are different rules of engagement. So, so I wish, I wish somehow Sodom, the king of Sodom made an investment. Then Abraham could have had a different conversation. So the only thing God, Abraham, the last thing he negotiated was this. He's like, listen, but my nephew is there. My nephew is there. My nephew is there. My nephew is there in Sodom and Gomorrah. My nephew is there. So God's like, no problem. I will save your nephew. So as long as the nephew was in Sodom, the fire couldn't fall. 
as long as the nephew the lot was in sodom and gomorrah the angels are ready the fire is ready the brimstone is ready destruction is ready they are waiting for lot to vacate they are waiting for the exit of the nephew ah so so god spares lot on account of abraham and as long as lot was in a city the city was safe so the angel says come 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 let's go quickly we have to leave now quickly let's get out now my people don't be blind don't be blind don't be moved by the natural stuff may god grant you wisdom may god grant you revelation it matters who we journey with it matters where we who we place above us it matters who we are submitted to it matters whose voice is covering us it matters who is the shadow upon our lives it matters 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 who remembers you before god it matters who remembers you before god may god give you understanding may god give you understanding now sometimes i i stop myself from teaching these things because I have to teach it in such a way that there is still room for you to understand it on your own. So I teach it in such a way that it doesn't become an instruction for you because that is your protection because the minute it becomes an instruction you there is a response required from you so I leave it open so you can go to the Lord pray about it seek the Lord and understand it on yourself. Now sometimes I was telling you sometimes all I have to do is I have to go before God and I have to say God remember these people because they have honored you with their substance they have raised altars and that's why and that's it it's a, it's a legality it's a matter of legality it's a matter of legality when the devil comes to accuse us of our sins when the devil comes and says hari did this uh, he did this he did that Jesus doesn't do anything he only produces the blood and says father i have paid for her sin i have paid for every sin i have paid for every sin jesus produces evidence against the accusation that the devil brings ah there are realms of operation that we have to learn okay let me pray for you now lift your hand wherever you are i'm going to pronounce a blessing over you father i want to thank you for the people you've given to me and given to us as we come close to this year i pray my god that you will give my people understanding you will give my people the grace to know to understand they will not be listen ah something interesting ah thank you jesus the lord says this is for somebody i'm 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 seeing it as a prophecy i'm seeing it as a prophetic word you shall not remain a spiritual dwarf you will not remain a spiritual dwarf but by instruction and by revelation and by decree you shall grow out of your dwarfism you will not remain tiny and little but you shall grow lord let those that are given to me escape 
spiritual dwarfism. Let them grow. Let them grow, let them grow, let them grow, let them grow. Let them become giants for the kingdom of God. Let them become giants. You, I come against the spirit that wants to keep you as a spiritual dwarf, as a baby, as a, as a malnourished baby. I come against it in the name of Jesus. Grow. I command you to grow in the realms of the spirit, grow in stature, grow in insight, grow in your understanding, grow in your submission, grow in your authority, grow, 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 grow in the mighty name of Jesus, grow. You will not die a spiritual dwarf. You will not die a spiritual dwarf. You are going to grow. I bless you with growth. I bless you with growth. I bless you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I love you in the Lord. Thank you for staying with me for almost two hours. I appreciate it. I really do. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.